0: Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. Sorry, it's me again. So, uh, plans changed. Um, Our world has changed. Times are difficult. um, And we face challenges all around us. There's a a virus called COVID-19. The reason it's, and probably I don't even have this right, I think the reason it's called COVID-19 is because it started somewhere in 2019, perhaps. We came to know it quite a bit better in the year 2020, and here we are in the end of the year 2021, and it seems like we can't get rid of this. Um, that's the understatement of the last several years, perhaps. Um, and it has affected our world. It has affected our family. It's, a, it's affecting people as we speak. It, it, it changes so many things, and it, it caused us to question so many things. Hardly anything seems to go as perhaps we planned. And it reminds me how little control we have and how things seem to be so much, quote unquote, out of control. And so I come back to a similar question in my mind so often. How do we react? How do we respond? And so I want to be clear that this is not a message about COVID, It just happens to be the elephant in the room, right? It happens to be the thing that seems to be surrounding us and talked about all the time, and it affects so many things. But there are so many troubles, so many trials, so many sorrows, so many difficulties and challenges that we face so often. And how we react and how we respond matters, what I'd like to do is spend some extra time in reading, perhaps that we wouldn't normally. But I'm going to look at Psalm 107. And, and I'd ask you if you're interested in doing so to grab your Bible. If, if you're at home, and um, I'll, I'll give you a second. If you need to get out of your chair or get off the couch or wherever you're sitting right now, Or um, let's open our Bibles together and let's read from the Psalms. Psalm 107 and verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness And in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High, therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness in the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions oh that men would give thanks to the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters they see the works of the lord and his wonders in the deep for he commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves of the sea they mount up to the heavens they go down again to the depths their soul melts because of trouble they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end then they cry out to the lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet, so he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. He turns rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place and sow fields and plant vineyards, that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them, and they multiply greatly, and he does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow, he pours contempts on princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet he sets the poor on high, far from affliction, and makes their families like a flock. The righteous see it and rejoice, and all iniquity stops its mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things, and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. You may think, how many times do we need to hear this sermon? You may think, how many times have I heard this same sermon? And you haven't even heard me preach it yet. But you know where we're going with this. Because of our trouble, because of our difficulty, because of our challenge, it sticks us in spots. And it makes us anxious. It causes us stress. Our plans get changed. Things are topsy-turvy. People are unhealthy. People are unwell. We're worried, we're concerned, and it makes me think of this chapter, this beautiful psalm. It makes me think in particular of this passage in the middle of it, in verse 23, where it says, Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. We feel this, brothers and sisters. How often do we feel this that the psalmist talks about? We can relate. We understand. No, perhaps we've never been on a ship trying to sail in the middle of a storm that is going to overtake us without the aid of God. No, probably none of us has been in that precise situation. But you understand the situation. You understand the feeling of this moment, of these circumstances, where giant waves carry the ship up to the heavens and it drops it crashing to the depths We experience these mountains and these valleys. And it says that the sailors, their souls melt. The Hebrew word for melts here means they faint with fear. That you just melt into a puddle. Powerful winds take the ship and it tosses it back and forth. And because of that, guess what? The sailors who are trying to keep their sea legs, trying to keep their feet. They cannot. They're reeling back and forth, just like the ship. Staggering as if they were a drunken person. They can't keep their feet. It looks like it's all over for them. Total despair, helplessness, despondent, vulnerable, powerless. And it says they're at their wits end. Literally This means all their wisdom and their skill swallows up itself. It's no good. No matter what they think or conceive or plan, it's not going to be enough to save them. Their wisdom and their skill as navigators, as sailors, are useless in securing their own safety. So, again, you're not a sailor. I assume you're not no matter who's listening no matter where you are but you feel this you've known this maybe you don't feel it in this moment and praise god if you don't but you've felt this before and if god gives us more time likely you will find a moment like this again one wave after another crashing down on you over and over have you ever felt like you couldn't take any more where it was that feeling of being overwhelmed, like these sailors, that you're at your wit's end. Nothing left. Now certainly sometimes our troubles are of our own making. Let's be clear about that. Sometimes it's our bad decisions. It's our sinful choices. And there are consequences to bear bear because of that. But not always. Sometimes our trouble and our trial, our difficulty, might be time and chance. It might be someone else's sin and the consequences that we face because of it. It might be a direct attack of Satan. And and we may never know which it was. We may never fully understand. But it doesn't matter, no matter what your trouble is, no matter what your trouble has been, no matter what your trouble may be. You find those moments where you go to bed struggling with it. And then you wake up and it hasn't gone away. And finally, you cry in exasperation. God, how much more do I have to endure? How long will you allow me to go through this? When will it all end? So I want to go back to the psalm. When did the storm still for those on the ship in the psalm? In Psalm 107, we read in verse 23, they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. What a beautiful picture. According to the psalmist, what happens here is the sailors on this ship, the people in the middle of this circumstance, in this situation that seems desperate and hopeless, they cry out to the Lord at their wit's end, and he delivers them you see what they've done because they're at their wits end they gave up on being able to control things right that's what i need to do that's what you need to do we need to give up on trying to control these things that we can't control because our ability it's beyond our ability their ability to get where they wanted to go the plans that they had made are derailed they're changed they're affected by the environment, by the things on the outside that they didn't control. And so what they do is they say, there's no way we can save ourselves. Nobody on earth can get us out of this. And this causes them to cry to the Lord for help, to cry to the Lord to give them hope. I cannot help but think of the story of Jesus walking on the water, the disciples that are out on the boat in the middle of the sea. And as Jesus walks on the water to them in the middle of this storm, everyone is frightened. And Peter says, and Jesus says, be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be afraid. And so Peter says, Lord, if it's you, then let me come walk to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. And what happens next? a miracle. Peter walks on water. Now, I, I still can't get my head around it because I've never seen it or experienced it with my own eyes. So it's hard for me to imagine Jesus walking on the water, but I know he's God. I know he has the power over the winds and the waves. I understand that in my mind. Yet it's still hard for me to imagine what that's like, but I know Peter isn't God. Peter knows Peter isn't God, but Jesus allows him to walk on the water. He gives him the power and the ability to walk on the water. And so here goes Peter, walking to Jesus, focused on going to the Lord, because he said, come. But the situation and the circumstances and the winds and the waves and the lightning and the thunder and the rain and all the environment, all those things around Peter caused him to be distracted. It caused him to look and see those things and to become fixated on them. And when he did that, he sank. When he was distracted, when his focus and attention was taken off the Lord, he sank. But praise be to God, he knew who was the Savior and he cried out for help, Lord, save me. Then they cried out to the Lord in their distresses. And he saved them from their trouble. That's what the Lord Jesus did for Peter in that moment. And that's what the Lord will do for us. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and he caught Peter. And he said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Craig, why do you doubt? (laughs) You had enough faith to start. Peter having enough faith to start. But what God calls you and me to is faith that finishes, faith that endures, faith that continues in these moments. In the Psalm in 107, this statement they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he will deliver them, or save them, or bring them out of their distress. It is said four different times. It is repeated consistently through this psalm. So the thing that speaks to me is that being at my wit's end isn't necessarily the worst thing ever. It just isn't. Because I need to be humbled. I need to remember who's in control and who's not. And so I cry out to the Lord in my distress who is the one who's going to bring you to rest? Who's the one who's going to take you to the desired haven, right? The sailors were on a mission. They had a place that they were heading plans that they had made that got changed and altered, but it says that God brought them. He calmed the storm so that it's waves are still. He brought them out of their distresses. Then they were glad because the waves and the wind were quiet and God Guided them to their desired haven. So maybe your desired haven, the thing that you want and desire to get through whatever the trouble might be, maybe it isn't even going to happen until this life is over. But God promises rest, a desired haven to His faithful people, and He will grant peace and rest and perfection in eternity. But he might also take you out of this current trouble and this current distress, whatever that might be. So no matter what your trouble, where do you turn? Cry out to the Lord. And the second thing that we'd like to notice out of this psalm is that they gave thanks or that we should give thanks to the Lord. In Psalm 107 and verse 28, then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. What's next? Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. This phrase is also repeated four times in this chapter. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It seems to me the psalmist laments. He kind of mourns over the fact that there are very few, maybe hardly anyone, who's giving thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works. And so when I read this time and time again in Psalm 107, It's like I hear the writer saying, oh, I wish that Craig would just give thanks. Yes, things are hard. I just wish Craig would give thanks. We relate to this because we've experienced trouble in our past. But I want to ask you this question. If you've experienced some trouble in your past, think of a time where you experience trouble in your past that is behind you, that is gone. You've been through difficulty and through challenge. I don't care how old or how young you are. You've been through something that passed, where the trouble ended and things changed for the better. Think of one moment. And if you can think of one moment, you could probably, if we gave you enough time, think of a hundred or a thousand Were you delivered? The answer is yes. Were you saved? The answer is yes. Do I recall those things to mind and give God thanks for it? Do I reflect on his faithfulness that has happened over and over for me? His faithfulness to me, his faithfulness to you. God has promised he won't ever leave you. He won't ever forsake you. And you've seen that in your life. It's happened before. Why won't it happen again? Oh, give thanks to the Lord is what the very first verse of this chapter says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. In verse 19. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. So yes, yes, When you are in trouble, if you are in trouble, cry out to the Lord. But when you do, don't forget to give thanks. Give thanks. Now, I want to say the thing that is painfully obvious, but I think it's worth saying out loud. It is not easy to be thankful when you're stuck in a pit. It is not easy to be thankful when you are swallowed up by trouble and challenge and difficulty. But reflect. Craig, reflect. Dig deep. Is there anything good God has ever done for you? Can you think of anything? Of course. Of course. On and on and on. And when we start to focus on those good things instead of the environment around us, instead of the distractions, the good things that are there or that have occurred or that God has promises has promised will come, then it helps us to bear up in the moment. The 103rd Psalm and verse 1 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all of his benefits. And if you're not sure what those might be, the psalmist helps us. He says, I'm sorry, in my mind, I hear the psalmist saying, let me give you a few. Maybe you're not thinking of them. Maybe you're not able to remember. Let me give you a list. Let me prod your thinking. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Is that a good thing? Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Do you hear what the psalm says? Do you hear what God's word says to you? I don't want you to miss it because he's talking to you. He's talking to me. Listen to what he says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Don't forget all his benefits. All the physical blessings and his aid and his help All the spiritual blessings and all of his aid and all of his help. Yes, it's easy to forget, in particular, in the moment when we're struggling. But whatever it takes, do whatever it takes, don't forget. So no matter your trouble, how do you react? How do you respond? What do I do in that moment? Yes, you've heard this message before. And yes, when you turn the pages of the Word of God, you will continue to hear this message over and over. There's a reason for that, brothers and sisters. Let's not forget. The last verse of Psalm 107 says this, whoever is wise will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord God takes care of the humble and the lowly He just talked talked about that in Psalm 107 those who are afflicted, those who were needy, those who put their trust in him, God takes care of them and those God's people who trust in him will have this deep appreciation for his steadfast love. they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Because the wise one is the one who will reflect on all the good. The wise is the one who will make observations and will look at their life in their past and will even look in the moment for the things that are good and they will find joy. They will understand God's loving kindness. Maybe they won't understand in the moment necessarily, the trial or the trouble, but they will understand God's love because it never fails. Jesus is Lord. God is in control. His promises are sure. He never fails. He has delivered us and He will deliver us. Praise God and let us not forget all His benefits. Cry out to the Lord, Give thanks to the Lord each and every day. Pray that we're encouraged by the word of God, yet stretched by it like I am in this moment and perhaps in many moments in my life. So this wasn't for you. This was for me. But God's word is for all of us. And God meant this for you whether you need it right in this moment or you don't, we are powerless and hopeless and helpless without Jesus our Savior, without God our Father. And we need to rely on Him and trust in everything. Let us give thanks. If you have a need in your life that the church can assist with, however you need to make that known, make sure that you lean on your brothers and your sisters. Make sure that you reach out, you make contact. Make sure you talk about the things that are difficult and that you work through them and that you process them and that you get wise counsel. The wise will observe all of these things that have happened, that will happen, that we can relate to and we will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. That's something that we do together as a body of Christ, as the family of God. And if the church can help you in some way, will you please make your wishes known and we'll stand and see. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.